1: Hear your case of the Mondays, and we do so with the man himself, the great Brady Quinn.
0: Oh, man, it's been a fun morning so far. I, I got a case of the Mondays. Don't know how, uh, how everyone else is feeling out there right now. Uh, but a uh, lot to discuss, a lot to talk about. Can, can I just touch on Colin Morikawa for, for a second?
1: I mean, uh, you, right. you, you've well, kind while, of while avoided do, trying to
0: acknowledge him.
1: Uh, I'm just saying, while you do, I'm going to run to the liquor
0: store, so let me know when you're done. <laughs> okay. Done. All right. I mean, can we appreciate the fact that this young man – has put himself basically on track to be one of golf's greats. And I think, you know, like a lot of people like to compare, you know, golfers to past greats. You know, everyone's trying to find the next Tiger Woods. Sort to break it to you. We're never going to see someone who's that dominant that fast again. Yeah. But but, but Colin Morikow is a guy that I think fans should love to like. He's a really likable good dude. He's got unbelievable focus. As I tried to get you to talk about this, which you did not want to talk about in today's show, but staring down 18, he's got a two-shot lead. Someone throws a whoopee cushion on the tee box, which I mean, I don't know how you would handle that. I, I personally feel like whoopee cushions in, in in most places are just pretty funny. Like it's hard not to just laugh naturally.
1: One of the great gags of all time,
0: 100. And and someone throws a whoopee cushion right near the tee box as he's addressing his ball about ready to hit. Now, I don't know about you. I would have a hard time not laughing or not breaking my focus <laughs> and say, like, all right, like, that was shade. That was pretty funny. Uh, he did. It was like he backed off the ball. He stood back, looked, like, didn't face him whatsoever. This dude for 24 years old has a ton of maturity. He's got brass balls with the way he played, too. And, and I, I think it's going to be – look, it's going to be fun to watch. I, I know uh, it, it's golf. We don't like to talk about it a lot. But this young man's won, what, two majors and eight starts? That's the same as Tiger and Jack and uh, Jordan Spieth, obviously, who came in second. There's, there's a lot of good golfers who've put their name in that category. So it, it was, uh, it, was an, it was, fun to watch, by the way. It was fun to watch. But still, you got to give him a, a big congrats. Uh,
1: by the way, has anybody fallen for a whoopee cushion in the last 25 years? Like, like it's pretty um, impossible to do. Like, like you know how do you actually execute that?
0: Is I remember seeing this when like the Teslas first came out. They had this mode where you could. They had like a built-in whoopee cushion into their uh, entertainment system, and so you could like hit a button that makes the speaker near that seat sound like a, they like they fart. Oh, and I remember nice. seeing people talk nice. about that. No, but I remember seeing people talk about that. And I'm like. Why would I want to buy a car that can do that? Like, why? like, it'd be funny, like, once or twice, but then after a while, you're like, all right, now I'm acting like I'm a 10-year-old. <laughs> like, this, like, this isn't that funny, but that's well, the again. last time I can remember, like, that sort of whoopee cushion scenario.
1: Yeah, listen, I just think uh, I think it's a pretty difficult task to uh, pull out. By the way, for those of you that are uh, – that, that we're not familiar with whoopee cushions or don't know what a whoopee cushion is, it's basically this bag of air that right. you you set on someone's seat, and when they sit down, it sounds like they cut a fart. All right? It's the most childish, ridiculous uh, pranks ever. <laughs> uh, it's was i Iowa, Iowa Sam, tech producer here. Uh, my guy Iowa Sam. He loves this stuff. He loves. He's got a thing of fake uh, dog crap. That he, that he tried to, to get me with. He actually sat on the desk in the studio thinking I was really going to fall for it and believe it was fake dog right, crap. Right, right. whoopee cushions, ring buzzers, all the other Pee Wee's Playhouse sort of stuff. I just don't know that that's effective anymore. I mean, it's great. I love it. It's a classic. It's a throwback. I just don't know if it's, a, if it's effective anymore.
0: You know? I think the funniest part about the whoopee cushion isn't the sound. It's the reaction on the other person's face I know. because they're embarrassed that they fell for <laughs> right. it and that there might be a yes. sense that people just heard them fart like that. That that's what I think the biggest, the funniest part of that whole it, thing. Is. It,
1: it, it, they they'd almost, they'd almost rather, they'd almost rather pass gas or fart in public than, than fall for sitting on a whoopee cushion. Like yeah. the, the most humiliating thing is that they sat on a bag of air uh, and and a two hundred year old gag that that is still effective all these years <laughs> later. Like that's,
0: it just. It's I think they use this back in medieval times. Like I it think jesters <laughs> used to use this back in, in medieval. <laughs> It's
1: just, it's just such a childish, childish trick. Uh, all right. Uh, but uh, Brady Quinn, here is, uh, here's something I want to throw at you. All right. We were talking about this situation not Bill uh, in stadium the NFL. Right now. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 no. The the stuff they throw on Bill stadium, that's a whole nother level. Yeah, that's a whole nother... Uh, Uh, still don't know how they got in my top drawer. I I just don't get it. I just don't get it. I don't know what happened there. Uh, All right, uh, so uh, Patriots defensive tackle Byron Coward, he had some comments. He was on the Patriots Way of Life podcast. And, you know, just talking about how Tom Brady, we're not welcoming him back. Uh, There's not going to be a a ceremony for him. Uh, They can clap for him, but uh, he's just any other opponent, so on and so forth. And we talked about how, no, that's not the case. Uh, This game wouldn't, you know, the Patriots-Bucks- at foxborough wouldn't be featured on sunday night football if it were just any other game it's there for a reason it's a massive matchup let me just throw this at you and you tell me if i'm crazy if there is a ceremony or a celebration of tom brady when he returns to foxborough I think that would be the doing of Bob Kraft, correct? Like Bob Kraft would want to welcome him back because those guys have always had a close relationship and to me, that would be more Bob Kraft wanting to celebrate Tom Brady than the more so than anybody else in the organization, right? No, 100% right. Okay. 100% right. How does that sit with Bill Belichick? Because I don't even think this is a Belichick-Brady thing, whether or not they have animosity or they don't like each other. I don't think Belichick would want to celebrate anybody. But Bob Kraft's going to want to celebrate him. And I just wonder if those guys are going to butt heads over this. I, I really wonder if there's going to be an issue between Kraft and Belichick on how they should handle this when Brady does return in week four.
0: I actually wonder how it'll be handled between Belichick and the players that are there. Because yeah. that's, that's what the more concern is. If you're Bill Belichick and you're basically trying to make a statement by saying, yeah, we're not going to acknowledge him, he's not on our team anymore, we're going to go out there and treat him like any other quarterback we go up against play. and play. And look, once the ball's kicked and that's the game, of course, that's how it's going to work. But the, you know, the truth of the matter is there is an element of there's some players who played with him that you know, they appreciate what Tom Brady did over the course of his career there. Bill Belichick should appreciate what Tom Brady did over the course of his career there. And, you know, again, I'm not saying that they need to welcome him back with open arms, but there is maybe an element in the back of the player's mind where they're thinking, well, wait a second, a guy who's done more for any single organization than any other player in NFL history, and this head coach that I'm playing for doesn't want to at least acknowledge that a little bit or say yeah. something about that? No, I mean, that's like. True. That's probably going to sit poorly with the players that are in that on that team in that locker room for the Patriots now, thinking no matter what I do here, this guy's never really going to appreciate any of my accomplishments or how I help him. So I actually think how Bill Belichick handles it in regards to his own locker room and his players, because of their history with Brady, will have more of an impact as far as how these players are going to Like, look at Bill Belichick as their head coach moving forward.
1: And it's kind of a – uh, it's kind of a delicate time for Belichick right now because I think I think there's sort of a a feeling that well you know I mean look Cassius Marsh came out and made a, made the comments that he made you know well you know nobody likes to play there and of course you know Cam Newton comes out afterwards and says I love it here uh you've got um you know uh, uh Dion Branch who came out and and he you know said oh it's not for everybody but there is sort of a feeling that well, you know now that Brady's gone, maybe he was sort of the glue that kept everybody there that that made it tolerable to want to be a New England patriot and so i don't i to your point, I don't think Belichick can really take this hard stance of, no, we're not celebrating him. I don't care what he did here. We are not celebrating this guy. I think he's got to sort of play this and, and and sort of welcome the idea to some sort of a celebration of Tom Brady. I really do. I, th- I think that's I think that's got to take place. I just wonder at what point does Belichick say, all right, that's enough. All right, we, we, we can do a, a, a tribute. We can do all that, but we got to still focus on playing a football game.
0: No, I, I think what they do is, and, and this is... This is what I think wound up happening. There will obviously be some agreement between Kraft and Belichick. Hey, let's make sure we, we get this out of the way at the beginning of the game. Because you know the TV's going to do it anyway. And they're putting it in a primetime spot for that reason. So clearly the NFL understands the storyline, but also they understand that the, what he did in New England was historic. So they're going to have something at the beginning of the game. It's probably going to be some sort of highlight, pump up video, a thank you to Tom Brady and everything he's done. And then the ball's going to be kicked and they're going to go. And, then, and that'll be it. Like, like I don't—I mean, it's football. It's not like we really, you know, see throughout the course of the game them continuing to do stuff and saying thank you. They'll get out all their thank yous, their appreciation, everything they're planning or, or, or going to do before that ball is kicked. I'm sure pregame, everything else, we'll see it. And then I'm sure before they kick off, we'll see a, a highlight video or something there in Gillette. And then that'll be it and then they'll kick the ball and he's going to be like any other quarterback they've played against. I don't think they're going to let up, uh, let up on him. And I don't think they're going to stop from using the blitzes that were effective during their own scout team or their own, you know, time going against one another throughout the course of their career together. See, here's what they do.
1: All right. Now I'm not, I'm not trying to give them advice on, you know, how to handle this in an immature fashion. All right. But since we started out the segment talking about whoopee cushions, this feels like the direction we need to go. If you're the Patriots and if you're Belichick and you want to sort of rattle Tom Brady and you want to piss him off a little bit, you know, and and you want to get under his skin, here's what you do. You give him sort of a celebration, you know, you, you have it uh, in, in, in NBA games. um, You know, sometimes when a player returns, they'll wait till the first time out and they'll show something on the video board in a celebration. So you do one of those deals for Tom Brady. And then at the next break, You do a massive one for Gronk. I mean, over the top to where you're, I mean, you are celebrating Gronk's return, all the great things he did, all the highlights. You give Brady sort of a little something, you know, something to, to get by, you know, just as sort of a mediocre celebration. And then for Gronk, you go over the top. All right. And then you create a rift between those two guys, because Gronk is going to be viewed at as more valuable and more cherished by the Patriots team, uh, Bill Belichick and the organization than Tom Brady was. That's how
0: you handle it. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's sinister but um I would say this I think Gronk's probably been more open uh, about how much more fun it is other places that kind of stuff like I I wonder if, if Gronk gets anything I mean he should he's been one of the best tight ends in NFL history but I wonder what what appreciation he'll get if anything only because he's been a little bit more vocal about just his his time away obviously he retired then came back which feels like was more of an indictment on bill belichick right and like the way the yes. new england patriot way and everything else so I, I could it'd be interesting to see if they went that route but i actually think they might want to snub him altogether, only because they were so frustrated with how things worked out towards the end there in new england uh, appreciative of what he did but felt like he kind of maybe if he still had some uh some tread left on the tires he saved it for a reunion with tom brady and tampa and not finishing out new england
1: uh, he's Brady Quinn I'm Jonas Knox it's Outkick the Coverage here on Fox Sports Radio you can spend time with us on the iHeartRadio app coming up next though uh, there is a uh, there's a situation in the NFL people are just assuming success for this Super Bowl contending team we're a little bit skeptical we'll tell you what team that is next here it's Outkick the Coverage right here Fox Sports Radio
0: this, this is Outkick the Coverage
1: He's Brady Quinn. I'm Jonas Knox. It's out, kick the coverage here on Fox Sports Radio. Coming up in, we'll call it about 10 minutes from now here on FSR, uh, Brady Quinn has really, really insulted me as a professional uh, sports talk radio host, as somebody <laughs> who, uh, who prides himself on, uh, on knowing things and uh, doing his research. Uh, as I alluded to earlier, they call me show prep Jesus for a reason. That's right. Uh, and this is really insulting uh, and, what you and, well, tried
0: to do. You also have the internet at your fingertips, so that should help you in in this challenge, Um, but I just thought it'd be kind of fun, you know? I just, just, a little bit disrespectful, you know? I, I mean, it's not disrespectful, it's just a different way of playing another game that, you know, tends to be a lot of fun to do with you on live radio.
1: I just, uh, it, it's like you think you know somebody. We've been doing this show together, you and I, um, on Sunday nights for like five, six years. It's like you, you think you know somebody. You think you think you developed a friendship, a relationship, a bond. You know, my partner in crime. We go to the trenches. Yeah. We're talking sports, all sorts of stuff. You yeah, think you know yeah. somebody. You think you got them all figured out, and then you discover they're just like everybody else. By the way, speaking wow. of Discover, Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year. It's amazing because Discover is Accepted at 99% of places in the U.S. to take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report limitations apply.
0: That one got me. I, I'll be honest with you. I actually <laughs> thought you were calling a serious tone there. Yeah. That one got me. That was, on. uh, I w- I'm not going to put up there as your best. That, that might have been close, though, only because yeah. I, was, I was really fooled by that one.
1: But can we just say this though uh, w- as far as the NBA Finals go in case you were wondering, uh, it, they're over it's a wrap, uh, the Milwaukee Bucks are going to win the NBA Finals, they will be your champions they will be crowned um, uh, coming up uh, on Tuesday night so congratulations in advance to the Milwaukee Bucks, your NBA champions, uh, as they will uh, they will raise the trophy in celebration and we no longer have to deal with the uh, Phoenix Suns fan base which is, uh, we have grown to load here on fox sports radio but i would just say this (laughs) no player has done more to improve his stock than Giannis. oh yeah all, all the conversation about well he can't perform in the clutch and he can't do this not even just that he's doing all this coming off an injury he's going to be your finals mvp that's a wrap and The way he's handled this when you hear him in interviews, it's almost like people are realizing, oh, so he's not like a lot of these professional athletes where he's got this massive ego and and he's a little bit obnoxious and he's really full of himself, totally down to earth. Really good dude, great story, great background, and to be able to do that in that town in Milwaukee, I think is great. I think he's done a lot for his stock. He's done nothing but improve it, in my mind.
0: He's one of those shining examples that I think the NBA should do all they can to tap into and highlight. You know, he's a guy that when you listen to him talk, he's humble. He understands the importance of his team, the players around him, everyone else who has helped him get to that point. He has no ego. If you haven't seen the clip that's gone viral, I think it's about a little less than two minutes long, check it out. It, it, it's pretty cool in talking yeah. about ego when thinking about the past and what you've accomplished, and then talking about what you're going to do and saying that's pride because I just I try to live in the moment. and And I know that if I had a great day yesterday, today might be a bad day, but I just try to live in the moment and do the best I can in that moment. And you know, you, you can just tell that, you know he was obviously raised the right way. And I think the, the, the reason why the NBA needs to highlight him is he's not one of these superstars that has looked to try to go the easy way. You know, yes, they, they've built out around him, the organization has, but I think even if they faltered in this series, which it seems very unlikely, okay, that they're going to lose game six or even if it went to a game seven. It seems very unlikely they're going to lose and not be able to close out the Suns in the next two games based on the way he's playing, they're playing but even if that was the case like i don't know that he's he's throwing his arms up and saying all right well i want to get out i want to be traded somewhere else i don't want to play anymore or it's too small of a market like you don't hear any of that from him No. and and yet he's you know he could develop into you know maybe the the best player in the NBA at some point as he continues to work on his skill i mean we know how physically gifted he is but you know as he continues to develop he, he could become that player but the NBA needs to highlight someone like this because Otherwise, you kind of start to lose that on some of the storylines of your league. No different than, for example, the NFL when a guy like Patrick Mahomes going to Kansas City. It's not New York. It's not L.A. It's not Dallas. It's the Kansas City Chiefs. And Patrick Mahomes has been able to bring obviously a lot of attention. He's been able to kind of put them back on the map, uh, an organization that you know had had success before he got there, at least going to you know going to the playoffs, but not not winning a Super Bowl, not reaching a Super Bowl in consecutive years like that. So completely different. And it's a smaller market. Giannis does that for the Bucks, so I, I love that about it. I love the way this team kind of rallied and came together. And honestly, I love it for Drew Holiday. I think he got more flack than anyone else on this team this year yeah. about being overpaid, not carrying his weight, everything else. You know. You go back to Game 5, man, he was huge. Every, every step of the yep. way, the steal, the lob, everything to close it out. Uh, you got to feel good and happy for this team the way they've played.
1: Well, because he was supposed to be the difference maker. Like th- they had Middleton, Middleton got paid. They've got Giannis. So what was what was the problem? What were we doing? What what, what was the issue? And so they go out, they make the move for Drew Holiday, who had been rumored to be dealt in a bunch of other uh, trade scenarios. Um, the, I think the Lakers were tied to him at one point. Boston had some interest in him at one point. They get a deal done. And he comes in, and you saw him struggle in big time spots and there there was a point i want to say it might have been game two where they were the game was pretty close, it was getting competitive towards the end, and Milwaukee had a real chance to to cut the lead down. Drew Holiday had an opportunity to take a three and just look shook. He looked like he didn't want it. Like he was, he was concerned about what was happening and to see him bounce back, especially that play, the defensive play on Booker, the alley-oop afterwards like that. That's going to be looked at when they play the highlights of this team, you know, finally winning a championship because I don't know if anybody knows this or not, but it is over, but this team uh, finally winning a championship, that's going to be one of the highlights they point to. And all of this, by the way, uh milwaukee with Giannis coming off the injury milwaukee's by far and away the the most healthy team that phoenix has played all postseason so maybe they're just getting exposed maybe they're getting exposed brady quinn
0: it it does play up some of that narrative it it really does uh i I do have an important question for you though yeah go Uh, ahead no this is an important question in regards to this series the phoenix suns and then and even moving forward here we go yeah what happens to the suns and four guy Oh, I mean... I mean, what happens to him yeah. now? Is that just like a you know flash in the pan? Like, we, it was cool for that. I mean, he really needed the Suns to win the NBA Finals. He needed them to win the championship yeah, in order for that legacy to live on. Now it's just, yeah, he called it, he got in a fight, he beat some dude up, and, and they did win in four in that series, but they lost in the Finals. Like, I don't even know if it's worth putting a note in on Wikipedia. Like, if they win the NBA Finals... That dude's an article. He's a clip. He is a, yeah. He's noted in the Suns championship run history. All right. He's going to be talked about in that. Now, yeah. now, I don't even know if he's, he's a part of the story. Uh, celebrity boxing. I mean,
1: it's all the mm. rave. I mean, it's all the rave. I mean, we just had yeah. Lamar Odom beat up, uh, you know, uh, like, was it Nick Carter or whatever. I don't know. One Was of it guys. Nick or Aaron? I always I confuse know. the two because they both sang. It could have been Kijana. I have no idea. I didn't watch the fight. I didn't pay for it. <laughs> <Okay>. I didn't. <laughs> I. Right. Oh man. I, I, didn't, I didn't actually pay for the fight. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Aaron Carter. Uh, we we have uh, confirmation, confirmation it was Aaron okay. Carter. Yeah, you know yeah. like see so if you got these celebrity boxing matches like back in the day, Minute Bowl fought uh, Refrigerator Perry. That was one of them. Uh, you got the Paul brothers that are selling out uh, you know arenas and making big time money. Like look, Sons and Four guy, he got known because he had a vicious uppercut. Uh, so he's got the celebrity boxing route that he can go. I know Barstool Sports does uh, you know I think it's rough and rowdy. They do yep. like he's there. Yep. There are options out there uh, and. So I feel like he'll be fine. He's gonna have, have plenty of work out there if he wants it. You know, okay. celebrity boxing. Okay. And what's gonna happen yep. to
0: the Coachella guy? The the guy who was like levitating in game like two, oh. I think it was. The, oh, what, he's going What's he's gonna, gonna, gonna happen to him?
1: Yeah, he's gonna go back to where he came from. He's gonna be living in a tent on Venice. You know, like everybody, uh, like everybody else out here. I don't know if you know that or not. <laughs> oh, I'm not touching this. I'm I'll just saying. Say, I don't know if you all know right. that or not. Yeah, it's like a modern day all teepee all setup. Right. You know, <laughs> yeah, just letting you know. It's like uh, okay. It's like
0: the, I was going to go through the rest of the Suns saying. fan base, but we'll just we'll, we'll stop. We'll stop. Hey, let, let me tell you yeah. something. You, you know
1: what a tent is? You know what a tent is? It's a, it's a hippie's igloo. That's what a tent <laughs> is. All right, and that's where that guy. That, that's where that guy. That drug addict. That's where he's going to end up after this series is over. Oh, How's man. that? Oh, like, you, you you set it up. You set it up. And, well, uh, and I'll I, knock I didn't know it was going to go that
0: direction. Yeah.
1: All right. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Nobody's safe on this show, Brady Quinn. Uh, <laughs> we are the can man. Anybody can get it. All right. So, this, uh, this story out of the NFL, and, and I think we've kind of touched on this a little bit, uh, but Jimmy Ward, the uh, safety for the 49ers, he was talking about the addition of Matt Stafford uh, with the LA Rams, and he was talking with uh, Grant Cohn of uh, SI.com. And he said, um... He's the same quarterback who was on the Detroit Lions and they still didn't go to the playoffs and they had Megatron. What was the problem over there in Detroit? Are you going to blame the city? What was the problem? Was it money? If the city didn't have enough money to bring players where they were, why even have an NFL team? That's a big question mark. They went and traded Jared Goff, who went to the playoffs several times and went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, he lost, but he went to the Super Bowl. I've yet to see that with Matt Stafford. All I'm saying, he's still great. I believe he's a top top 10 quarterback, maybe top 5, I don't know. I'm just going off what I see and I see Jared Goff got those boys to the Super Bowl end quote from 49ers safety Jimmy Ward. So I ask you Brady Quinn, where's the lie?
0: <laughs> well, like... the, the lie is that Matt Stafford did get the Lions to the playoffs um three times in fact, but unfortunately they were early exits. So it was it was a one and done appearance. So that might be why Jimmy Ward doesn't remember them going to the playoffs, and, and is obviously against his division opponent. Remembers what Jared Goff and the Rams have done more, more you know of late at least. Considering the Lions haven't done much of late. Uh, you know, look, Stafford. I think is probably going to be an upgrade to Jared Goff. You know, I think when you look at his overall ability as a passer, there's no doubt he's got some unique arm talent. He's always had one of the stronger arms in the league. He's a better athlete. than People give him credit. Um, And and he's been with an organization that's had a hard time finding any sort of success. But there is some truth to what Jimmy Ward's saying too, right? Like not many players are drafted to a team that has a first ballot Hall of Famer on it that you get to throw to. And so, yeah, that's going to help inflate stats. That's going to help you at least be in a better position offensively. But on the other hand of that conversation, he hasn't had a run game. The defense has been spotty at best. And so he has had a lot of things working against him. Um, Look, are the Rams going to be a little bit better with Stafford there this year? Sure. Uh, I don't know how much, though. And and I think the hard thing, as we talked about last week, for Jared Goff is Jared Goff is is leaving a situation that Stafford's inheriting with a ton of uh, uh, talent and guys to throw to out around him. Goff is going down to a scenario into why Stafford wanted to leave. Like, there's not much. There's there's not many guys on that roster at wide receiver that can even come close to comparing to what the Rams already have. So, it could be a bad year for Goff. It could be a great year for Stafford, and it could look. Yeah, like, there's a huge disparity between the two when there's really not. It's just the difference in the team around them, maybe even the play callers too. I mean, look at Sean McVay's track record as compared to Anthony Lynn. Now he's taken over as an offensive play caller. There will be some differences there too. So, I mean, look, there's truths on both sides of this. I just think, like, Rams fans need to take into account this. Yeah. You know, you're getting a Matt Stafford that, yes, still has gas in the tank, there's no doubt. But he has had some injuries. You know he he is on the on the older side of a veteran quarterback in this league, which is, is good and bad, right? The wisdom side of it, but also you know there, there's a little you know tread worn down on the tires. So I, I just there that's not my biggest concern if I'm a Rams fan. If I'm a Rams fan, I'm looking at him saying, I'm concerned about my defense. Our defensive coordinator just left to go be a head coach. Is that group going to play the way they did last year? Because I'm pretty sure I know what I'm getting out of Matt Stafford. But if I can't get what I need out of my defense, we're not making it to the Super Bowl anyway. Like that's going to be the biggest question mark I think at least in my mind about the Rams.
1: The the part that bothers me about the Jared Goff discussion in LA, um look, from a talent standpoint, nobody's going to confuse Jared Goff with Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford, I'm, and look, I, I don't think you, you've talked about it. Like one of the great quarterback talents in the NFL, as far as just talent alone uh, abilities, he's great. So nobody's going to compare Jared Goff to him like that. But it, there's this sort of this notion that Jared Goff's just not a good quarterback, and. I'm sorry, man, but he's played really, really good football in the NFL. Do we forget that shootout on Monday night or, or Thursday night, whatever it was against Kansas city where they put up like 50 points each, like a hundred plus points combined he outperformed Patrick Mahomes. Like, we forget, yeah, you could say, oh, well, he lost the Super Bowl and he looked so bad in that game against the Patriots. Yeah, but they still got to a Super Bowl. And, and that included, you know, having to make plays and win games on the road. Last year, man, he played well in the postseason when, when they went to the backup quarterback, John Wolford, and then he came in with the busted up hand and they won at Seattle. And then you go back to that game against the Packers. Brady, he didn't play bad. They didn't lose that game because because Jared Goff played poorly at Lambeau Field and all of that with a busted up hand. I just don't like the idea that they've now gotten rid of Jared Goff, and he was the issue. Oh, it, was, it was Jared Goff who was the problem. He was the issue all the way through. I mean, you could you could make the case that, okay, Todd Gurley's injury, maybe that had more to do with their struggles and when things started to go awry. I just don't like the idea that Jared Goff's not a quality quarterback because that guy's played damn good football in the NFL at times.
0: No, he has. I think, I think the one thing that kind of flies under the radar, and it always does because most people who make hot takes – Most people who are are going to make these sort of statements, they're never looking at the trenches. They're never looking at the offensive line play. And to me, there was a transition period over the interior of that offensive line uh, when John Sullivan left, when he decided to retire – uh, Andrew Whitworth, who you know he's played great at the left tackle spot. Although I, I think we we do realize he's getting close to forty now. Yeah. Uh, there, there's, there, you know he's not playing at as quite high of a level as he was when he first got there. Uh, and there's some other spots in the interior too that I think have been impacted by guys moving on. So when you add all that up, like as much as we want to talk about Todd Gurley's knee or, or him, uh, you know being a, a factor in their running rushing attack not being quite the same. Also had a little bit to do with their offensive line because not only was the rushing attack not great, but the protection wasn't quite there either. So, look whether it's Jared Goff or Matt Stafford, if they can't keep that guy upright, it's not going to matter how much talent they have out around him or how good the play calling is. So, uh, that's 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 going to be the tough part I think for Rams fans is the you know, offensive line still might be a concern. And then you're looking at the defense saying like, what's that going to be? We know they have stars, but can they put it together with the, the the way they did last year with Staley? Well, uh, I mean, I don't know if you're into this, uh, into gambling or anything like that. I've been known to dabble.
1: Uh, there are uh, NFC West uh, division odds via Fox bet. Uh, the Rams are the favorite at plus 175. The San Francisco 49ers plus 200, followed by the Seahawks at plus 280, and the Cardinals at plus 550. What that means is you bet 100 bucks, you get 175 if the Rams win, 200 on the Niners, 280 on the Seahawks, and then 550 on the Cardinals. Give me the 90. 49ers all day healthy ready to take back over that division i like the 49ers a plus 200 how about that
0: Think about I, I, I mean, you got a little value there on all those, all those teams. I think you can make a case for all those teams. I think there's, there's storylines. Like there's reasons for concerns with all those teams too, which, which will definitely make that once again, probably the most competitive and probably the most interesting too in the NFL.
1: Yeah. Uh, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox out, kick the coverage here. At Fox sports radio coming up next. Um, this may be single-handedly the most disrespected I've ever been as a sports talk radio host. And it's from my partner. Where do you hear this crap next on FSR? This is Outkick the coverage. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. Dot com slash sports tirerackcom the way tire buying should be. He's Brady Quinn. I'm Jonas Knox. It's Outkick the coverage here on Fox Sports Radio. We are going to be back on the air tomorrow here, and it'll be a three man extravaganza, a man each hour. That's right,
0: Levar Arrington. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what they're calling us. Yeah. That's what I heard. The tripod. uh, Yeah.
1: Yeah. The tripod. Um, (laughs) Unbelievable. Speak for yourself. Uh, (laughs) All right. All (laughs) right. uh so yes the tripod of sports talk radio we'll be back uh coming up uh tomorrow here uh, on fox sports radio so that'll be a lot of fun now are you going to be live from south bend is that do we have that uh is, is that happening this week or
0: what's not going not on? tomorrow wednesday i will be oh, wednesday man. i will be live from god's country there uh notre dame indiana uh right there right there in south bend indiana so yeah, yeah.
1: And uh, live from the linebacker lounge. Can't wait, man. Can't wait. Well,
0: I don't know if they're going to let me in. Uh, As I said, I I didn't frequent the linebacker lounge that often. That was after I got out of college. I was known for being a college bar for coaches. So we couldn't go to that bar because that was like the one place they could always go and have a few drinks, and and they were safe to do so.
1: You know what's going to end up happening, though? Because, you know, they say smells bring back memories mm. like, they, they, like if you smell something, it'll take you back to where you were when you, when yeah. you initially smelled that. Yeah, um, It's like, you know, uh, you're going to be back in South Bend and your body clock is already starting to get in football mode and you're going to smell something in South Bend, like fresh cut grass or something like that. Mm. And it's immediately going to take you back to getting ready for the season yeah like it's gonna meet it yeah. and and getting cheated out of
0: a win against usc that's what it's going to take you back to okay well that took yeah. a drastic turn there i'm just saying I, 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 I was imagining i was imagining you uh well i think we covered but i, I was imagining you um <laughs> i was gonna say for, for your purposes because i know you i know you didn't bet us to win outright i know money that line much. yes i did money oh line. did you Okay, yeah i on right, the money well. line I guess bad Pisses bet on your part, off, um, but Thank you. <laughs> no. I I, I would have thought you would have said like out, outside, waiting in the practice field, like fully in pads, or doing the show, just at helmet and all, helmet and all doing the show. Yeah. from from South Bend, that'd be pretty interesting.
1: Yeah, no, that would be yeah, that would be a lot of fun. Uh, all right, so let's uh, let's let me just tell you something. This I find this to be totally insulting uh, and disrespectful to my credibility as a broadcaster. Um, you think that I can't tell the difference between an Olympic sport and something that you've made up.
0: That's No, insulting. that's not – like, is it an Olympic sport or not? I've, I've got some questions because I think it's gotten harder okay. to determine than ever before.
1: You don't think that with the Olympics starting later on this week, you don't think that I have done copious amounts of research on the Olympics? You don't think okay. that, I, that I've sat and studied for hours upon hours – all the different aspects and angles from the olympics you don't think that i've done that? that that's insulting to me so you're i'm gonna make a
0: fool out of you here on fox sports radio so go ahead okay right, bring it on Let's all right go. is it an olympic sport version 1.0 i guess we'll do this hopefully maybe okay. you know three years from now whatever okay, okay. cricket is cricket an olympic sport now, listen is somebody who. No, no, himself, no, 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 no. You don't get time to Google this. I don't get time to Trust me, I'm not Googling search, anything. Oh, me, I, I not, not Googling anything.
1: Um, all right, hands are up in the air.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, of course, cricket's an Olympic sport. It is not. It is actually, in fact, not an Olympic sport. I think you have bad information. Okay, all right. I, I well, I think that's moving bad on. Moving on. Okay. Skateboarding is skateboarding an Olympic sport.
1: Uh, I mean, it shouldn't be, but, but I've seen a lot of it on television lately. So, yeah, I think skateboarding is an Olympic
0: sport. It's ridiculous. That is correct. That is yeah. correct. It is an Olympic sport. Uh, what about sport climbing, which I have no idea how it differs from climbing? I assume it's not climbing a ladder, but I assumed it's, it's like rock wall climbing or sport yeah. climbing of some sort. Is sport climbing an Olympic sport?
1: Uh, yeah, of course, man. I mean, come on. I guess sport climbing is uh, is all the rave these days, especially over in Tokyo.
0: That is true. It is. So yeah. at this point, you are two for 3 I'm okay? unbelievable. Told you, man. Uh, squash. Is squash an Olympic sport?
1: I mean, now, now a lot of you might think, oh, you don't even know oh, what squash is. Yeah, no, well, I don't think you do. <laughs> a lot of people might think, you don't even know what squash is. And that's a fair point.
0: Uh, But I'm going to say, yeah, squash is an Olympic sport, Brady Quinn. (laughs) So so far, let let me just remind people, let me do a quick recap. You have said yes for every single answer or every single question, and you're 50% because squash is not an Olympic sport. Okay, well, listen, I'm I'm trying to be humble about this because I don't want to get them all right. That's right. That's right. Okay, next up. Polo, a sport you're very familiar with uh, growing up in Thousand Oaks, California. Oh, kiss polo is polo an Olympic sport. Now, let me tell you something about polo. All
1: right. Polo is a brand of clothing. And I know that because they, alway, they always have it at Ross and Burlington. And I have a, a couple of items because it's like, you know, four bucks for a pair of sweatpants. So, yeah, of course, polo is an Olympic sport. I know that because I wear polo
0: stuff. <laughs> it is not. It is actually not okay. an Olympic sport. Bad
1: information. Right. You're reading bad, bad information. <laughs> Somebody gave you wrong information. I don't have to tell well, you. You're
0: going to be surprised to come to these Olympics. All right. Final one, darts. Is our d- darts, excuse me, an Olympic sport?
1: Well, I mean, come on, man. As somebody who frequents uh, a lot of uh, bars that have dart boards, let me tell you something. Nobody better at 301 than me, especially after a couple it's of a, uh, a couple a of sin, sin suckers. I'll yeah. just say this: Yes, darts is an Olympic sport. It is not. Okay, okay. I, I think you got two right. right out of and, six. All right, and again, uh, <laughs> you got bad information. This is your <laughs> fault, not mine. <laughs>